All right, episode one, ready to roll, ready to roll. Welcome to the first edition of the Knights of the Roundtable podcast. I'm Jack Kaiser. Really appreciate you spending some time with us. Athletes and coaches join us on a weekly basis, and we're excited to share their stories this year. Every episode will be posted to the Bellarmine Athletics YouTube page. You can find the link and clips across our social media platforms at BU Knights on Twitter. Our first guest on the Knights of the Roundtable podcast is from the men's soccer team, senior captain Greg Fisher. Greg, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. How are you, Jack? I'm good, man. We're uh, we're set up in the president's room here in Knights Hall. We're on loungers, some some couches. So I guess round table may not be totally accurate. It's like a, more of a metaphor, yeah. I guess at this point. But got a good view of the basketball court up here. It's uh, it's a pretty good spot. Yeah. No, I've I haven't been up in the president's room in, the, in a while. Um, these last time I was up here, these couches definitely weren't in here. Um, I really think it was just those high top tables and uh, that that bar looking thing back there. But so yeah, a little little upgrade uh, up here, but it's definitely a good view of the court for sure. Yeah, it is. We uh, we may have a nap spot now with with these couches if mm-hmm. we ever need to to crash for thirty minutes. No doubt. So we were just talking off the air about the name of the podcast. What do you think of Knights of the Round Table? We're open to feedback, honest feedback. Yeah. No. When you first told me told me the name. Uh, I mean, I thought I thought it was good right off the bat, but uh, and like I said, maybe if you thought about it a little bit more, didn't like the name for sure. Um, maybe Knights Talk or yep. something like that um, as another suggestion. But uh, Knights of the Round Table is definitely definitely clever. Um, uses uses the Bellarmine Knights uh, mascot well in the name. So anything simple, right? I mean, exactly. we could go Swords Up podcast. That's another one I just thought of. Um, but yeah, we kind of came up with it on the spot that figured we might abbreviate it KRT. So yeah. we'll think of something, but for now we're going to stick a, with a Knights of the Round Table podcast number one. And yes, uh, we're going to start with a hard-hitting question, uh, real hard-hitting. Have you seen Ted Lasso? I have. <laughs> what do you think of it? I have. I've uh, I've seen all of the first season and just a couple of the episodes in the second season. The first, the first whole season was hilarious. I mean, it was so funny. Jason Sudeikis, he's plays that plays that character so well um and just the way the way they portray him in the locker room coming from america into into england and just a completely different setting obviously he's an american football coach and then he gets hired on as a as a european football coach um and so it's just different styles of coaching that the players definitely weren't ready for um but as you can i mean have you seen the show yeah yeah Yeah. i am i'm just about to start the last two episodes i guess the last one hasn't come out yet okay yeah so um yeah i mean it's 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 entertaining for sure i i need to get caught up on the second season um like i said i've I'm only like two episodes in but so yeah i'll have to go back and rewatch those and then get caught up completely so do you think you appreciate it more because you play soccer I think so. I think I get a little bit more of the, because it's it's basically a lot of the behind the scenes thing, you know, in the locker room, um, dealing with the front office and stuff. Um, and obviously, I don't really deal with the front office here because it's a little bit different. But being in playing the sport and being so um, involved in terms of watching watching as many games as I can and just understanding the, the behind the scenes of the sport, uh, I definitely get understand it a little bit more than some other people might. It's so funny. It's on Apple TV plus if you don't subscribe, like it's honestly worth it. I think it's the best yeah. comedy on TV right now. It's yeah. that good. Yeah. I don't, I don't watch too much TV anymore. Like TV shows. I really, anything I watch is really on YouTube, um, right now, but 
yeah, Ted Lasso is one of those shows that I've that I would definitely recommend to anyone. Well, and you're mid season too. Like you can't watch it all the time. You're, exactly. you're a pretty busy man. Yeah. Um, so you guys are going down to Florida Gulf Coast this yep. weekend. You're a captain for the team. And yep. I was thinking about this. It just seems like guys who are captains, at least most of the time, have been captains or leaders their entire life. Is that the case with you? Yeah, I was I was uh, captain uh, Trinity when I played uh, soccer there uh, only for one year because, you know, in high school, it's captains are really only the seniors, you know. Um, but even my sophomore and junior years, you know, I started pretty much every game uh, back at Trinity. And I, even though I wasn't declared the captain of the team, I felt like I was a leader, not only because of my uh, voice, but just because of my talent and um, sort of IQ on the field and stuff. And I was I was able to lead by example um, more in those years rather than use my voice. And I think having that background, uh, being as a leader on the team and being named captain my senior year uh, has definitely helped me be captain for, what is it, three and a half years, I think, uh, here, which has been a, a, a true honor. So, Why do you think you've always been a leader? I think just in ter- just overall, I feel like I kind of understand the the purpose of everything that I do um, or that our team is set out to do. Um, and some people might only understand their role within the group, um, but I feel like I have a really good feel of everyone's role and how we can all come together. Uh, as one as one unit and and be successful. What made you fall in love with soccer? Honestly, I think I mean I've I've played soccer since I don't know as long as I can remember. So I mean maybe like three four years old or whatever. My dad first got me into soccer at, at the rec fields over in Oldham County. Um, but at, at almost every athlete come that grows up playing multiple sports, you know there comes that time. Uh, where they have to basically choose which sport they they want to play for in in high school um, and even into college. Um, and so I, I grew up playing basketball, soccer, baseball, and I swam a little bit. Um, I didn't didn't enjoy play ba- playing baseball one because <laughs> I struck out almost. I would say maybe ninety percent of the time. So uh, my on base my on base percentage was minimal uh <laughs> at, at best so i knew that one was out the window and i'm only five eight five nine maybe uh so i'm not tall enough to play basketball um but i was also so soccer was kind of i guess maybe the the wisest choice in terms of my skill level and physical attributes but i also thought that i was the best at soccer in in terms of my talent um compared to the other sports that I was playing at the time. Um, But being able to come together with so many guys, I mean, obviously only 11 guys can play on the team, but we have such a big, a big roster. Like this year we have 35, 36 guys on the team. Right. Um, So just that, just the environment and training um, and the winning culture that we try to build each and every day is something I enjoy, enjoy so much. Did you have any other interests outside of sports growing up? Honestly, not not too much. I mean, yeah. playing three, four sports consistently throughout the year. I mean, I didn't really have time for much else. So really, 
I would I would go to school, then come home, get ready for practice, and then have practice for a couple hours every day, and then come home and sleep and do the same thing the next day. So really, sports has been my life for forever, pretty much. So how about I can't now? Complain. Anything else? Go. I now golf is my brother and I play golf all the time. Golf is probably outside of soccer. Obviously golf is another sport, but it's something I don't do competitively. Golf is probably my number one hobby. Um, it's, and I would, I can say I'm pretty, I would like to say I'm pretty decent at golf. (laughs) Um, so that's why I enjoy it so much. And it's, it's just something, it's something else. You know, I mean, I think anyone who does something for so long can maybe get tired of it or just kind of go through the motions, but having something else to do in your free time, uh, I think is so important to kind of, to kind of take your mind away from what you do con- so consistently. What's your best score? 72, even par. Wow. Uh, over, over at Glen Oaks country club, uh, over, over there in prospect. So, so you don't do it con- uh, competitively, but you're pretty darn good. Yeah. I, I, when I play cons- over the summer, uh, it's pr- basically when I play because, you know, I'm so busy in the fall and the spring with soccer. Um, but there, if I can play two to three times a week, my, I would say I, c- I shoot anywhere from 70 to 80 consistently. So, Well, you may have a future uh, as a golf <laughs> pro, perhaps. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Um, so... I'll give. I'll let you give the background on this. I I heard that your nickname was the Mayor at one point. Maybe it, it still is. Why do you have that nickname? Well, I mean, as you know, my name is Greg Fisher, and f- for those out there, uh, my, the spelling of my last name is why I was given the nickname the Mayor. Mayor of Louisville. His name is also Greg Fisher. But most, when you see hear the name Fisher, a lot of people don't think there's a C in there. Obviously, the C is silent, so a lot of people think it's spelled F-I-S-H-E-R, but it's really spelled F-I-S-C-H-E-R, um, and so obviously we have the same name, so that that's where the nickname came from, and I, I didn't give myself the nickname. It was kind of <laughs> given to me in high school, and um, at for, after a while, it you know, got kind of old, but it... it some people still bring it up every now and then, but it, it's pretty much gone by the wayside now, so... So you don't like the nickname? Not, I don't. I wouldn't say I don't like it. It's just. I mean, I don't know. It's. It's just. It just got kind of old to, for me. So. Do you have a new nickname now? I do not. Okay. I just don't. Greg Fisher. Yep. Captain. Yep. Have you ever met the mayor? I have. It's actually. It's actually funny. We. Uh, we are we aren't related in my fam. None. No one in my family is related to him, but. Um, my aunt, she's Greek, and so there's a Greek Orthodox church uh, over in Linden, and the mayor's wife, she's also has Greek heritage, and they go to the same church. Wow. So in their church, obviously because of the pandemic, they haven't been able to, but other than these past two summers, they host a Greek festival, and usually every year he shows up one of the three days um, during the weekend, and so... That's that's pretty much the only time I've ever met him. Um, but yeah, so. Have you ever been over to Greece? I have not. I was actually supposed to go last summer. Funny enough, um, uh, we obviously we ha- we had a guy on the team last year, uh, Jonas Schoolstad. He's was my roommate for 
three years. Um, he's one of my best friends um, throughout college, and so I had I had a book to. F- trip over to Norway for a few days and then he and I were going to go go to England um, and catch a couple games for the last weekend of the Premier League season um, and then he was going to fly back to Norway and then my family, my aunt and all my cousins, they were going to be in Greece at the same time I was going to be over in Europe so the last three or four days of my trip I was going to go fly down to Greece and, and meet them and experience Greece but obviously the pandemic right <laughs> Had different had different plans for us. So. Man, that sounded like the the trip of a lifetime. Unfortunately, oh, it wiped it out. I know. I was I was so excited for it, and then for obvious reasons, it got canceled. But I'm hope I'm hoping if everything with the the pandemic kind of calms down, I'll be able to go next summer. So you played so. your freshman year at SIUE Southern Illinois Edwardsville. Yep. Why'd you go there initially? So the head coach there at the time, his name is Mario Sanchez, and he for. I can't remember, but before he took the head coach job there, uh, he was an assistant coach at U of L uh, for eight to t- eight to ten years, something like that. Um, and so, obviously, growing up here playing club soccer, he was he was involved a little bit, you know, g- coming out to camps or hosting U of L camps or just coming out to trainings every every once in a while uh, throughout the year. So I had a I had a little bit of a relationship with him uh, through that, but through going through the recruiting process. Um, you know, he, he really made me feel wanted, um, and felt that like everything I had to offer was going to benefit the team. Um, and then when I took my visit there, uh, I really loved the campus, the, all the buildings and everything were pretty close knit, but in terms of acreage, SIE, I think, I don't remember the number, but maybe like 3000 acres of, of campus. Um, don't, don't hold me that number, but, uh, it, it was, it was a massive campus in terms of land size. Um, so it was, it was a beautiful campus, but, uh, obviously I was only there for one year and I ended up redshirting, uh, things didn't work out for, for whatever reason. Um, but I ended up here and I haven't looked back since I've, I've enjoyed every single moment here. So why don't you think they worked out? Um, you know, I think. I think with any team, coaches probably have their most favorite players. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think maybe a little bit uh, of that, but um, I think maybe just my mind didn't lock lock with his um, throughout that fall semester. Maybe we didn't see eye to eye, or maybe the 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 criticism he was giving me, I didn't take didn't take to heart. Um, and didn't try to improve on that. Um, but, you know, things happen for a reason, and I'm, I'm glad I'm here. So, It's just got to be that right fit. And exactly. And it seems like you've got that right fit here. Yep. Um, and something I was curious about when you transferred to, to Bellarmine was a Division two school. So when did you find out that they were going to go D1? So I had heard, I think the official announcement came in like June or July of uh, what was it last year, 2020? Um, but I had heard t- we had heard talk the the summer the preseason before. Um, it wasn't a hundred at that time. It wasn't a hundred percent that we were going Division One. But I think Tim um, had a pretty pretty good gauge of whether it was going to happen or not. And he kept hinting it out at it uh throughout throughout the se- throughout that fall season um 
and then obviously the announcement came shortly after that. Um, so, what was your first thought? You know, I, obviously SIUE is a Division One school. Um, this is probably a little bit different um, because they were already now SIUE previously were in Division Two, um, but it was I, don't know, I think seven or eight years before I had gotten there. Um, so they were already, they had already established themselves in division one. Um, and then, so from playing in division two or actually in division, when I was in division one, SIE, I kind of, I understood this. We had games Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Friday, something like that. But, and division two, before we transitioned to division one, our, our game, our schedule was the same every week. You know, we had, games Friday Sunday and then we had train we had off on Monday every every week then we would train Tuesday Wednesday Thursday um so our our schedule was very rigid which which is something I got used to um but when we when we heard that we were going division one and I knew our schedule would be it wouldn't be like that uh we'd have our 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 schedule week to week would be a little bit different. Um, it, we wouldn't have as many tough trainings, uh, because when you have a midweek game, you need one day to recover. Um, and then oftentimes you're either playing that next Friday or Saturday. So you only have a couple days games to prepare. So you don't want to, um, kind of tire yourself out those, those next two days. So you'll have enough, plenty of energy, for for the next game, um, but obviously our, because of the pandemic again, our first season in Division One didn't go uh, as planned. We only had I think eight eight games, and then plus the plus the two in the conference tournament. Um, but I was I was excited to go back to Division One um, just to experience different competition um, and just see how how well we would do or how well we would fare against division one competition you know because playing the same teams over and over again in division two we would always our games against maryville and UND, they were always close one one zero two one two one games um they're always really intense but i mean some of those lower level teams in the conference i mean you, you didn't really you didn't really gear up for those games you know what i mean um but every every game that we've had so far at the Division One level, we've been like really amped up and, and, and ready to get after in battle. So yeah, I imagine that provides like such a bolt of energy for you guys. And now you're playing, I mean, top twenty five teams yep. in the country. It's hard not to get geared up for that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We in Division Two we experienced some of those games. You know, we had uh University of Charleston come in here, uh, and they ended up be- we ended up beating them uh one nil. And then they, but then they ended up winning the NCAA championship uh, that year. And then my first year uh, at Bellarmine, we played Rockhurst when they were number two in the country. We beat them here, so we've we've had we had experienced some of those uh, those top tier games before at Division two level, but not as consistently as you do at the Division one level. So now you're a super senior. Uh, maybe that's not the the term you like to use. Fifth year guy. What title do you prefer? Well, actually, actually, if you think about, it, I'm a sixth year guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so because of the pandemic, we student athletes were allotted that extra year of eligibility yes. or whatever. So, so yeah, I'm I'm 
might be the first six-year six-year player in program history. So. <laughs> six-year guy, super senior. Which one you choose? Super, super senior, maybe. I honestly, I haven't heard super senior before. I haven't heard <laughs> that one yet. Um, Sometimes just, that comes with a negative connotation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, a lot. Anytime that's brought up at practice or or whatever, it's it's usually been a six-year guy. So, was ever not coming back a thought for you? Honestly, it it was a little bit um, because you know I had that uh, or last year would have been my fifth year. Um, or I was I was coming back from my, from my fifth year regardless, um, just because I knew if I had if I left after I graduated from my undergrad um, that. I would regret it. You know, I've, I've given my everything to the sport and you know, what, what was one more season? You know what I mean? I have my whole life to ahead of me. Um, you can only play, you can only play soccer for so long, you know? So if I had the opportunity, I was going to, going to take it. And then unfortunately the pandemic hit, but it gave me the opportunity to come back for one more year. Um, which, which I'm taking full advantage of and I'm, I'm getting my MBA this year. Uh, to to be able to play. So, why was not coming back more of a possibility this year versus your fifth year? Um, because I didn't I didn't know um, if I wanted to get my MBA. You know, I didn't know if going through going to school again, uh, even even if it's for another year, a year, one semester. Um, I didn't know if I wanted to do that, even though I would still be playing soccer. And um, now that I'm in it, I'm so glad I did because I've I, playing when you when you practice and play basically every day of the week. Um, there are some days where you're not really into it and training and or whatever. You should, like I'd rather be doing something else, you know, right now. But honestly, this year so far there might be. There might have been one, one or two training sessions that I've been like, oh man, I don't really like have the energy for this. I don't, I I don't really want to be out here practicing. But I've other than that, I've I've loved every single second of it. So and that's a pretty high ratio when you do it every single day. If there's only a couple of those scattered throughout the year, yep. like that's that's pretty impressive. Yep. Um, and now you have that experience that you can share with your brother. Yep. Jack, he's on the team. Yep. Uh, what's it like playing with your brother? Yeah, so last year it didn't go like we had hoped for obvious reasons. You know, the pandemic shortened our season. Um, we only had a game every every week, you know. But we because we're four years apart, we didn't get to experience playing on the same team at Trinity. You know, he – he was a freshman at Trinity the year, the year I was a freshman in college. So we just missed it by one year, but getting, getting to play with him, uh, has been, has been awesome. You know, last year he, he might not have got as much playing time as he would have liked. Um, but anytime he was out on the field, I, I, I tried to make the most of it obviously, but keeping it, keeping in mind, like, this this is a team game, you know. We have a we have a goal. We're trying to win the game, but also keeping in the back of my head, like, wow, I'm out, I'm out here with my brother. Like, not everyone gets to play a sport 
at at this level uh with with their sibling so it's got to be like paradise for your parents right (laughs) yeah they've they've been to pretty much every game uh since since last spring i think they've might they might have missed one 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 or two wow so out of all out of i think combining last year and this year i think we've had maybe 17 games i think they've missed one or two so even the road games oh yeah wow they flew they flew down to jacksonville last year for the asun tournament uh they're flying down this weekend to florida gulf coast um their flight leaves i think a couple hours after hours does on friday morning but uh but yeah so they've they've i think they've got all the other flights that we might be taking this year booked already. Um, but yep, like last year in the spring, they, they made the eight hour drive to, to Liberty. Um, so, so yeah, they're, they're enjoying it. They're enjoying it so much. So that's elite commitment. Like it is. parent of the year award going to your parents. I know, man. What it's are the names? Artie and Janet. Artie and Janet parents yep. of the year for traveling all over the place. Oh yeah. Watch their kids. That's awesome. Um, so you take the free kicks, you take the corner kicks, sure uh, lefty. Yep. Have you ever royally botched one of those? Yeah. I mean, like whiffed. Uh, slipped, hit it like five feet, like royally screwed it up. Not, not to that extent, <laughs> but there's, de- I mean, every, at, whenever, when in, in any sport, obviously everyone makes mistakes, you know, yeah. some, sometimes I'll over hit one or under hit one, but nothing, nothing that drastic so okay. far at least. So <laughs> that's good. I know. Have you ever just gone up there and decided like, I'm going to send this thing in myself? It, it it always it always depends on the position, you know. Sometimes it's it's just that in between distance where you don't know if you should shoot it or whether you should cross it. Um, and it also depends on what the other team does. Like if you're in that in between distance um, and they set up, say a four man wall or whatever, it might be better for you to to serve it in when you when they have less guys in the box um, and we have we have more guys to attack it. Um, so it's, it's really just analyzing the situation um, and seeing what's the best option to, to try and give ourselves a chance to score. Coolest goal you've ever scored? Coolest goal I've ever scored. Um, Any time in your life? I would say I would say there's a game, obviously, if if you're not from Louisville, you don't understand the, San, the Trinity-Sanex rivalry. Um, but my junior year playing at Trinity, we were at Sanex. And if I remember correctly, I think it was rain. I think it was raining pretty much the whole game, um, and it was it was dark under the lights. Um, and we we won that game two zero. I scored both goals. Uh, one one was a free kick. It was I would say it was from it was on it's basically in the middle of the field, but left of center, um, maybe like 30, 30, 30, 30 yards out. I would say. Um, but it just, it just went top corner left. Um, and then the, the other goal I scored in that game, it was from, it was from the run on play. I, I don't remember exactly how it happened, but I know I received a pass, uh, square and open, just opened it up with my right foot, took a touch with my left and then, and then just banged it in the bottom corner. Um, and just, just, just the feeling it's, it, it was, it was crazy, you know, cause in a rivalry game, you know, you, everyone's amped up um and to to be able to score both goals in that game was was crazy so especially in a sport like soccer where there's not a ton of scoring you put all that energy into it exactly it it all comes out at once exactly yep the hardest part about soccer is scoring 
you know, and, and that's why you see so many games that are so low scoring. I mean, there's a lot of games that are zero zero, one zero, or or whatever. But uh, so yeah, being being able to, being able to score both of those goals was was pretty awesome. If you knew when you scored a goal that it was your last goal that you would ever score, what celebration would you use? <laughs> that's a good question because I mean I don't I really don't sell I don't score very often. Um, I'm usually if I do. Uh, have a hand in the goal. It's, it's usually an assist. You did in high school. Yeah. 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 I, I would. The the competition wasn't as as great in high school. Right. But but anyways, um, you. Sh- I mean, I. The when I do score, my celebration is just go, where wherever the team is, you know whether it's running to the corner or if if we're scoring on the end, um, where where our, where our bench is, it'd be, it'd be just going up and celebrating with everyone. You know, because yes, I might have scored, but we we scored as a team. You know, so and being able to share that moment with with my teammates is always is, is special. So spoken like a true captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've still got a lot of season left this fall. Uh, what does the team have to do to make a run at an A Sun championship? We got to score some goals. You know, we I think other than the Central Arkansas game. Uh, if I remember correctly, all of our games that we've lost or won have been by one goal. You know, and and when we watch film, our coaches do a great job of dissecting and analyzing the film, um, and obviously showing things that we that we can improve on, but also showing the things that we do well, like cre- the chances we create. And every in every film film session we have, we go over so many chances um that that we've created and we have sh- we should have scored on whether it's just not getting the ball on target or um not making that last that last effort run uh to 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 get the ball in the back post or to to beat our man uh to score so we we've been pretty solid defensively all year but as if we can if we can start to put some in the back of the net, I think we're we're going to be a, a, t- a tough t- tough team to beat come tournament time. So yeah, you guys have had a good good year so far. If that offense gets rolling, it it could be dangerous. No um, doubt. So I know you got practice. I'll let you go here. But what's your plan uh, after college? Uh that's a good question. Uh, I really really don't have a, a a strict a true plan true plan right now. Um, I'm, I'm kind of one of those guys who, who goes with the flow a little bit, you know, let things, I'll take things as they come. Um, I, I'm an intern at Humana right now I'm in the county and finance department. Um, I've been with, with Humana doing that for two, about two years, a little over two years now. Um, and obviously Humana is a huge company. Um, so if I, if I could land a job and there's, there's plenty of jobs around, um, it's just whether one opens up. Um, so if, if something there opens up, I'd be glad to take it. Um, but, but right now, you know, I'm, I got one more semester of school. I'll either finish in May or the next summer if schedule scheduling allows. Um, but, but yeah, so I'll, I'll take it as it comes. You know, the good thing with accounting and finance, you know, you can pretty much find a job in, in that industry anywhere. So I'm not, I'm not stressing too much about it. Um, I, I'll figure out when the time comes, you know, so. Hey, that's a good approach. Finishing up your MBA, man. A lot of good stuff ahead for you in, in that world and in the soccer realm as well. Really appreciate you hopping on. Appreciate it.
Greg Fisher, captain for the men's soccer team. That does it for the first episode of the Knights of the Roundtable podcast, KRT. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Follow us on social media at BU Knights. Make sure to join us again next week. I'm Jack Kaiser. Swords up.